ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 130 of the No Podcast. We are the 10,000 listen uh, Southeast Premier Video Game Podcast. Congratulations, guys. 10,000 listens over the course of our two plus years. Brant, you've contributed to a good bit of those, both as a listener and as a part of the show. We thank you for your service on both ends. But I haven't introduced you yet, so let's go down <laughs> the actual news. Uh, tonight, AMD Ryzen Zen 3 has been announced. We'll find out what exactly that entails. Nintendo Treehouse gives us a Pikmin 3 demo. Microsoft and GameStop partner up for next-gen collaboration. We'll see uh, who's pushing Gears of War on you the next time you go into a GameStop. A uh, whole lot of PS4 games on PS5. That's a good title. Level 5 may no longer be in North America. Um... That's not good news. Microsoft browsing other options for xCloud on iOS. Well done, Brant. And what's Sega's next mini console? Could we get a even smaller Game Gear? Could we get a <laughs> Sega Saturn? Could we get a Dreamcast? We'll discuss. I'm Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Newsmaster Brant McKee. <laughs> I'm here representing the uh, the Gulf Coast. <laughs> <laughs> You're from the Mississippi Delta. Uh, and he's live from the Ryzen show. He'll have the latest uh, news from the, the Ryzen announcements, including maybe that CPU just got pulled out of an oven. We don't know. Oh, also here yeah. is Cesar Concepcion the second CMC2 himself. Welcome, sir. Wishing I was on the Gulf Coast getting my update for my TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's on the Gulf Coast getting uh, 120 frames per second updates. Which I can't currently use, so... It doesn't the really matter. Has. You don't have anything that'll push it? Your PC won't? Your it's PC four, won't get close? No, I mean, there, there's... I don't have a graphics card that does 4K 120. So the only thing I can push... 1080p 120. I can do 1080p 120 on the Xbox One X. I've done it. and I, But the only game that works is uh, Rainbow Six. And I think I got up to 70 frames. Oh. It doesn't go past that, so... How did it look? Pretty smooth. Smooth. But, I mean, it's close to 60, so it was already running to 60, so... I only got, like, 10 more frames. You'd get higher than that if you had uh, AMD's new Zen 3 Ryzen 5000 processor. <laughs> what are you, a fucking salesman? <laughs> yes. How about them segues? Uh, coming uh, for $299 on Remember, Remember, November the 5th Ember. Ooh, he slaughtered that, son. <laughs> It'd be out for 300 bucks. <laughs> AMD, according to The Verge, we don't know if this is actually true or not. This is just The Verge reporting. AMD just announced its new lineup of Ryzen 5000 series processors for desktops. Uh, the 5900X is nothing short of the world's best gaming CPU. The new chips will be starting at 299 as I mentioned, on November 5th. Um, these are the Zen 3. Uh, all right, this gets confusing. The new chipsets are jumping straight to Ryzen 5000 series branding to avoid any confusion of the new Zen 3 chips with the Zen 2-based Ryzen 4000 desktop chips that AMD released over the summer. Cesar, and just like that, the super-fast laptops that we purchased... Less than two years ago are now two generations out of date, but they still do plenty for my services. Oh, well, I mean, it's too late. I already, when you said that, I threw mine in the trash can. It was no good anymore. Oh, God. Yep. Oh, God. I should have started with our laptops are still fine. Uh, AMD is starting with four new Zen 3 CPUs. There's a top of the line Ryzen 9 5950X model with 16 cores, 32 threads, and a max boost speed of 4.9 gigahertz for $800. There's a $550 SKU. There is a $449 SKU, and there is the aforementioned $299 SKU with six cores, 12 threads, and a max boost speed of 4.6 gigahertz. Still plenty at the $299 level. So AMD continues to uh, kind of 
chip away at Intel's <laughs> chokehold. I've been very impressed, and I've sold a couple of Ryzen uh, computers to friends just based off of the performance of the one that I've had. I've been very happy with it. That notebook that I was talking about that Cesar and I have, like I was playing 360 games on it with unlocked frame rates and stuff, just perfectly fine. So I uh, I definitely want to see what this Ryzen stuff can do. Or Ryzen's power in the new systems, right? I believe so. Yeah, it keeps, it keeps sounding like you're saying Horizon. I was here. I'm saying Horizon. On. Yeah. AMD Ryzen Zero Dawn. Uh, the company also points to benchmark claiming the Ryzen 9 just to beat Intel's i9 10,900K in head-to-head performance for a wide range of titles, including League of Legos, Dota 2, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and more. How is Shadow of the Tomb Raider still like this benchmark? Why does that continue to be like one of these titles that people throw everything against? Because How does Shadow of the Tomb Raider look? <laughs> we gotta know. I mean, all three, all three of those Laura Croft games are. There's a uh, mini options kind of like Crisis where you can toggle a whole bunch of different stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I love how so. Rise of the Tomb Raider is like this amazing looking 360 game. <laughs> <laughs> I still need to track down a copy of that one. Uh, do we want to discuss any more Zen Three greatness? It's exciting. Chips march on. Uh, Brent, tell us about that. You're a Nintendo resident, Nintendo expert, and you have no Animal Crossing news for us today. Unless unless it's in your games played. Boo this man. Where's your pumpkins at now? Yeah. There he is. He updated his slide. Excellent. He's all all about his Pikmans. (laughs) And his lack of right shoulder, which the Pikmin have claimed and carted off. They're taking it back to the onion. (laughs) So we got a surprise Pikmin demo. What else did we get? Uh, so yeah, this was from a uh, Nintendo Treehouse last week. Uh, they showed off several different game modes, and the surprise was that there was going to be a playable demo, which is now available. Uh, the the demo, if you beat the demo, your data is transferable into the uh, retail game. As all demos should be in the year of our Lord, 2020. And you, uh, upon beating the demo and transferring your data, you will immediately have access to the new Ultra Spicy difficulty, which <laughs> is supposed to be a little bit more challenging for those who have already played Pikmin or just want some a little extra challenge. Um, Pikmin's Pikmin hard as shit from every bit of Pikmin I've played. <laughs> yeah. It's a, I don't want <laughs> difficult Pikmin. I, I don't think Pikmin needs to be any more challenging than it already is. And to, to me, it, it, it's it got a decent difficulty, and it's just kind of your resource management, and you're, you're just trying to you gather up everything, find new things, build this, build that. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess maybe the enemies will be a heck of a lot more aggressive or something. I, I don't know. They didn't talk much about that difficulty, just the fact that it exists. With a strategy game like this, you usually make the numbers go up, right? Like, it's harder to take down this, and you're your Pikmin will take damage faster. Isn't that usually how these things work? Mm-hmm. Um, but this treehouse did show off uh, some of the co-op, uh, showed off some of the, the battle modes. There was a bingo battle mode where you have certain things you need to collect and you're battling against uh, somebody else uh, trying to, to gather different different resources and different things, and you can you know, mess with each other. And that, that looked like the most fun to me. Pikmin 
has never been one of those games that has really spoke to me. Uh, it's it's not it's a bad game. It's just not one I'm I'm super into. But the, right. the co-op aspect of it and the the head-to-head uh, battle modes and things like that l- looked pretty interesting. Um, and then this doesn't really go over it, but they also they showed a little bit more as as far as characters go uh, with uh, Dynasty. Your new what is it? Uh, Hyrule Warriors, uh, Age of Calamity. Mm-hmm. You had me at Dynasty, uh, now you lost me. Yeah, <laughs> it's still Dynasty Warriors. Don't worry, it's a Musou game still. It's just Zelda people. It's like, oh, so, Dynasty. You're like, oh, oh. yeah. They they showed <laughs> off Urbosa and a, and a few other characters, and I mean, it's it, it just more of that gameplay, and it, it looks it looks very yeah. very 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 good. The internet is ablaze with the uh, the young Robbie and uh, what was the other the other engineer's uh, name. Impa, Impa, and, and um, oh gosh, yeah, you know who I'm talking about. She's there with Robbie. Yeah, and they showed they showed her off. They showed, um, oh gosh, why can't I remember her name? But she's using recording live. Yeah, she's using um, basically like ninja style techniques. Uh, all these different hand signs and and different magic and things like that. They showed how each character can use the the runes that you have that you're familiar with uh, with the the Sheikah slate. Yeah. Um, and they have different cooldowns. Uh, but that What's that game. Name? Looks... She's the first person you meet. They send you to Hatano Village and you meet her. Yeah. And I, for the life of me, I cannot remember her name. Push Pushka Puka. <laughs> I don't remember it either. How do we not have this? It's not in this article. No. And I had to go back and redo some of these articles, but obviously I missed this one. Because I had one that had a little bit of both. It's all good. I'm trying to find it last minute as well. But, uh, yeah, that was the Nintendo Direct. Um, Did anybody play the, the Pikmin demo? It's, uh, uh, I did not. It downloaded and then my switch battery died and I that's where it, that's where I'm at. That was it. My, <laughs> yep. my son my son downloaded it and played it and now he's clamoring to to get Pikmin. What? Wait. That's not what demos are for. <laughs> demos aren't supposed to sell the product. Yeah, if it wasn't successful the first few times, try again third time with the demo. This story still doesn't have it in there, Brent. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the articles I looked up, they were not the best. What I guess they mean? just I guess they just assumed most people were were just going to watch the treehouse and that was going to be that was going to be that. All right, so, all right, so covered it. Are we who are we looking for? The character name? Yes. Uh she gives you the first So we're talking uh, the about lab. We're talking oh, the the scientist type girl, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. She gives you the young Pura, Pura. Uh, so, uh, white hair, Pura, P-U-R-A-H, Pura and Robbie. There's like younger versions of them because it takes place 100 years before Breath of the Wild. All right. I found it. We can rest at ease. Live correction. It happened. We're safe. Is it really a live correction or just is it just happening live? No, I just looked it up. <laughs> yeah, but is it a what correction though? Uh, yeah, because I said Pushka, so I'm correcting Pushka. it to okay. Pura. Era. This is not actually Pushka. 
keyboard's not going all the way in. It's uh, bugging me. Uh, GameStop and Microsoft enter multi-year partnership ahead of Xbox Series X launch. Uh, this comes from GameSpot. Uh, basically, I saw Daniel Mod broke down the basic consensus of it. GameStop associates will be able to use uh, Surface devices. I think it's Inclu- like including hubs. I think they said Surface hubs in some locations. Mm-hmm. They also That's said that they're using a lot of Microsoft's cloud-based platforms, which is 365 and Teams. And I think they get some uh, some sales from their lifetime ecosystem. I think from the people who join the Xbox ecosystem or something like that. So they get like a percentage of it. Um, I, I'm assuming that may have to do with their all access program or something like that. I can't, I don't remember all the details, but I, I know they're getting a percentage of each person they add into the ecosystem long term. So, oh, I didn't know this. The plans come in three different offerings installment, layaway, and rent to own, and give customers plenty of time to pay the systems off. These payment plans are also available for the PS5, which makes sense because there's not really any more Microsoft stores since the majority of them have uh, gone kaput. Yeah, Phil Spencer yeah. noted later on that like this was a big way to still have a retail impact. And he mentioned GameStop being a big partner and all this kind of stuff. So I'm just groaning thinking of the uh the like and and I bring that up as a joke, but we weren't like we were told to push mad I'm a former GameStop employee, I guess it's a disclaimer. We were told to push Madden and call it it wasn't even Call of Duty at the time. What was it? I guess it was Halo is what I did my last big pre-order for was Halo 3. But it, it was those big titles that uh, <laughs> there we go, Brent. It's not actually there we go. Me, but <laughs> I, it, I, Excuse me, sir, would you like hey, to Hey, guys. <laughs> Change the background. It's weird. It's getting weird. <laughs> you have a minute, uh, do you have a minute to discuss uh, getting weird Boy and the Will of the Wisps? Change, Change the background. It's getting weird from here. <laughs> Brent, he's sneaking up to offer you... He's very happy. Pass, very, very happy to see you, Brian. He's very happy to see you. <laughs> Jeffrey the giraffe is trying to sell me video games. <laughs> That's the crossover we need. Get Jeffrey from Toys R Us. He's not doing he's, anything. He's got uh, he's got Call of Duty. Oh, he's got Call of Duty. <laughs> a good one. A good Call of Duty. Oh God, there that's awesome. <laughs> Oh, if you're listening to this podcast, you're missing out. Definitely check this video out on YouTube. This is pretty good. <laughs> Brant's got custom backgrounds for all of our news stories, and this is a <laughs> this is a very interested GameStop employee from the days when uh, back when I worked, when you had to have a polo shirt tucked into khakis. Now they just wear whatever. I was in there today, as a matter of fact, and uh, I'm looking at the guy's uniform or whatever it is, jeans and jeans and cut off everything. Yeah. Oh, Cesar, I was in the holy. I was in the holy GameStop. You know the one I'm talking about, the one where the goddess was. Uh oh. Oh man. I guess we'll we'll delve into a re- retail story real quick. Brant, there was there was a young lady that worked at this particular GameStop, and we'll discuss the actual location after the show. But uh, she was she was gorgeous. It was just nothing else to it. She was a store manager. Her boyfriend, I, I could only assume Cesar, please back me up on this, was unemployed and was very worried about this beautiful girl working and, and running this GameStop location. Was it an EB at the time or it was a GameStop, wasn't it, by that I point? I think it was a GameStop, yeah. Because that store originally was at EB Games. And uh, he was there all the time. He was just in the store. You would go to buy something or like take her a transfer or whatever. And this dude is there. He's just lounging around. He's He's like, you see him over the shelves, like, hey, what's up? <laughs> like, do you come with her? Like, are you all both on the, how does this work? 
but uh, I think he led to her demise at some point because she she found her way out. But I have fond memories of trips to Tennessee. It would almost be a joke with me and Cesar. I was like, all right, we're going to see this dude. Uh, it's by a Moe's location, but not near the store that I used to work at. So the that other location. It's, it's in a weird. Know where it is. It's yep. a weird small parking lot to get in there. Yeah. You may have to park in to your nearby Cracker Barrel to walk over. Close to, <laughs> to a barrel full of crackers. <laughs> Very close. That was a that was a good store. That was an EB. Um. So the partnership that was a good that was a good sidestep there. Uh, in addition to the payment plans, teamed up for all access. Uh, Xbox boss Phil Spencer. This is what I referenced. Spoke highly of GameStop in a press release, saying the company's been a go-to market partner for many years, an integral part of the ecosystem. For many years, GameStop has been a strong go-to market partner for our gaming products, and we're excited about continuing and evolving that relationship for the launch of Xbox Series X and S. Um, this kind of comes on the heels of them announcing their clock. <laughs> Brand, I can't stop looking at that dude, man. It's killing me. You I glance up, it, and I'm, I'm making eye contact it, with this dude. <laughs> Literally, who makes that face? Hey, guys. Uh, Whoa. Uh, anyways, this comes on the heels of GameStop saying they're going to, I don't think we talked about this in news, they're going to close uh, 400 to 450 stores globally. But I've kind of been asking around when I pop into local ones, and it doesn't seem to be any of our Atlanta metro area ones. So, yeah, I mean, I don't want anybody to lose jobs. And this article does mention their CEO took a 50% pay cut, which was always my thing. We were just, it's capitalism, make people at the top way more money in private jets and all that kind of stuff. So at least... With them against the ropes, the CEO took a hit as far as that goes. Um, but do you guys think we'll be bombarded with <laughs> Brant's, <laughs> Brant's GameStop guy with the uh, Call of Duty? Is he going to be pushing the Xbox version of Call of Duty on us when we go in? They're just going to have a have some lines set up to take you straight to Xbox stuff. Yep. Uh, just funnel, funneling you straight into an Xbox. Hopefully their, their shady practices... Um, don't bleed into this deal. I, I would assume that, um, or I would hope that Microsoft would be uh, a little apprehensive of, of them doing some of the things they've done in the past where they've had that whole thing where they push used products and uh, oh, that's, rather you than know, that's new and place. That's, that's still going to be that's in place. Still gonna that's still going to be there, but uh, I'm sure Microsoft will will make sure that they are keeping the integrity and and the standards of Microsoft on the Microsoft products. Yeah. While they softly nudge you toward, you know, well, did you know you could, you know, basically finance this uh, Series X for only thirty five a month? You know. Right. I mean, I, th- I think the whole point of that deal is that they get a kickback for all those uh, digital-only games or digital-only people that they won't get money for. That's it. Right. Because you get in a lifetime off. As long as that person's in an ecosystem, you get a you get a percentage of their their uh, that money. That helps save them and gets them a bit of that that they normally would have lost by having it in house. And I fully expect to see like uh, one of the biggest things that district manager taught me is everybody knows what those GameStop stalls look like. You know, when you go into one, exactly how this layout is. And the planogram you got was based off who paid for that front space. And, the, you know, it's big money as to what is facing you when you walk into that retail store. 
So I, I do expect to see at least a prominence of Xbox like posters and marketing on the outside, but also right there when you come inside. And and I'm sure there's going to be Series X uh, retail displays. I, I'm surprised we haven't seen any PS5 or or now that I've said that, I'm surprised we haven't seen any of those out in the wild. I remember, um, I don't think Cecil was part of this, but me and some friends, uh, a local Walmart got the 360 demo unit. And we were like, yes, we got to go up there and play it and try it out Call of Duty 2 and I think it was like a video of cameo and like maybe a video of Madden or something. It wasn't a very uh, feature rich kiosk yet, but we got to we got to see Call of Duty and that really looked next gen. It was a HD TV, so you had that you know you had that jump on top of it. But uh, we'll see. If nothing else, it's a lifeline for GameStop at least for especially the first part of this generation. Hopefully, they get another allotment of consoles. I haven't seen any more pre-orders go back up. Have you guys? I've seen. None. What was it? Rumor saying it was supposed to happen sometime this week, and it hasn't happened yet. So, did that Georgia guy, the, the one that sells on eBay, did he put his stuff up? Did y'all see those go up? The and that website instantly went down. So I was, uh, <laughs> I was in that Twitter thread where that it instantly got five hundred five bad uh, bad gate error. So bad gateway. Yeah. Says uh, our you and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but uh, it is Ant Online. I always call, always look at it and see Anton Online. <laughs> it is Ant <laughs> Online. I'm I'm like adding spaces in there because I've bought stuff from them before. They're in Georgia. I was like, uh, it's Anton online. It's not. It's just <laughs> Anton online. Uh, Cesar, you want to tell us about that PS4 backward compatibility? What can we expect? It plays <laughs> PS4 games. <laughs> the PS4 plays PS4 games? Yep, there we go. PS5 backward compatibility on PS4. We got a little bit of a breakdown because uh, who wants to play those old games? Yeah, outside of that, I think all they said was the was the 10 games will work on there. Yeah, so uh, one guy. I saw one guy was like scrambling to get his game off that list. He doesn't mm-hmm. be one of the, be one of those people. So I mean, it was what DWBR, Afro Samurai Two, which was delisted anyways. Yep. TT Isle of Man, Right on the Edge Two, just deal with it. Shadow Complex Remaster, which was a pretty big one. Shadow Complex is the only one that really stood out to me. Yeah. Uh, Robinson the Journey, also another big one. Uh, we seen Hit Mango. Uh, Shadow Win and Joe's Diner. Joe's so on, Diner. Out of on that list, I own three of those games. <laughs> I actually have a physical copy of Shadow Complex. I have a physical copy of Shadow Complex as well, and Robinson the Journey. Robinson wowed us at one of those PlayStation conferences. You remember that? I remember seeing that and just being like, "Oh my god!" The mm-hmm. VR, that VR opening with the dinosaurs going over your head and all that. Is that the same one? Am I talking about the same one? Yes. So that one's not backwards compatible? Yeah, that's the only VR game, too. That's not backwards compatible. Are they the ones scrambling to fix theirs? Crytek, probably. So that makes sense. Uh, I think Because so. I, I don't know if Chair's still around to do a Shadow Complex. I haven't really done anything in a while. I haven't heard either. And then Hitman Go's probably locked behind that whole Square Enix and... IO interactive separation IO. thing. So it, yeah. it all depends on who it falls onto and whether or not they want to go through all that trouble and to get it on there. But in, in, in that defense, you know, you don't want things to be left behind like, oh God, we can never play this. It's stuck on this platform. Um, uh, Super Mario Sunshine. But you can play Hitman Go on like iPhones and iPads and stuff, right? Like that's pretty much everywhere. So it's not a big loss as far as that goes. Uh, there's also going to be a boost mode for certain games. So there'll be like uh, 60 frame per second modes for a lot of PS4 games. I thought I saw Ghost of Tsushima yep. developer Sucker Punch came out and said theirs was going to be one of them. 
So it, this only works if the game is already uncapped on their frame rates. So if, if you got a game like uh, Bloodborne, which is capped at 30 for stability, you're not going to get those 60 frames or anything more. So I think that's that's also the same thing for the Xbox, if I'm not mistaken. If it's capped, then you're stuck. But if uh-huh. it's uncapped, then it's gonna it can go to whatever level it needs to go to. But whether or not it's going to be stable will be a different story because we're jumping into the PC realm now where we're, we're starting to fuck around with old games on uh, new hardware and you're going to yep. get some stability issues. So yep. it may play, but if you're doing if you're doing stuff in boosted mode and it may crash at 70 frames per second, certain games will. So because it's just it's, some games are just not built that way. So I think Bloodborne they even said, thing. oh, I think they even said that the, even though we say majority of the games are compatible, it's best to put the game in, boot it up, and play it a little bit before you go ahead and download all the DLC and anything like that and, and just just try it because there could be some compatibility issues here and there with with even s- certain titles. So so to answer that question, don't get me wrong, I, I, lo- I love Sony, but you got a fucking console where you have the fucking PlayStation 2 sim that slim line that can't even play all PS2 games. So Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they you did still do can't, that. Yeah, you still can't play what was it, Jack X Combat Racing? Still not playable on the slim line. <laughs> so, like, you had to get a fat one or play it properly. I think they were, it, it does break. So, I think certain PS1 games weren't playable at a certain point too. Uh, the like biggest it dropped one, a couple weird ones. The biggest one I remember was the Final Fantasy IV anthology with the uh, Chrono Trigger. But if you have the the standard version, it doesn't work. But if you get the greatest hits, it's been patched in the disc. And it does work. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. And they're now silverback discs, which we discovered the other day, which was crazy. Have you ever seen one of those, Brent? Uh Holy shit. I got to go fish one out. All right. Y'all talk amongst yourselves real quick about transferring saves through land. You got to see this, Brent. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Outside of that, they also know that uh, your PS4 saves will work on your PS5. Um, It's depending on to the publisher, uh, because I know there was some panic before that uh, some saves wouldn't transfer over. Um, outside of that, you can transfer those uh, through Wi-Fi or through LAN. Um, I think they went into a little bit of detail about how you can launch PS4 games, uh, where they were saying it was in a, like a, it's separate from the, some part in the UI they haven't shown yet, where it's like a PS4 hub, mm-hmm. where it's just a dedication where PS4 games would sit on that would be separate from the user interface for whatever what PS5 would work on. We don't know because we, don't have a, we haven't seen the, hub, uh, the UI yet, so... Yeah, and they've also mentioned that while the DualSense will work um, with majority of uh, PS4 games, you they they recommend using a um, the DualShock Four for the majority of the games, and of course any of the the VR games, things like that. Uh, you you probably want uh, anything that uses that little light on the uh, on the controller, uh, and to play VR on your PS5, you need at least the PSVR headset, the original camera that goes with your PlayStation 4, uh, either a DualShock 4 or the Move controllers. And they do say that they're providing it at no extra cost. I don't know if they've they've told us the avenue which we're getting them, uh, a special adapter to go from your PS camera 
for your PS4 to the PS5 for that it to be compatible. Sounds like the Connect camera thing. I think they said at some point they would somehow verify and give it out for free. I'm yeah. not saying that. Cool. Yeah. yeah, they said at no extra cost. So, but they just hadn't explained exactly how you get your hands on one. All right, I'm going to backtrack real quick since I ran to grab this. Listeners, this will be hard to to demo. But this is a new copy of Chrono Cross. It's $10 on Amazon. You can get a brand new sealed PlayStation 1 game on Amazon for $10. So I jumped on one and apparently already had another one still. So Cesar's like, just open it. They got silverbacks on some of them. Like, what? So he was actually here when I opened it. And uh, you can see when you open it, Brant, it just looks different from a PS1 game, right? You can see on that inner part that it doesn't have that. You don't see that black backing that they're they're noted for, which, if I remember right, was just like a super cheap deal they got on those discs, right? So you've got the uh, you don't see the black part in the middle, and then it is a legit PS One <laughs> game with a silver. It's <laughs> that's official. It is. This official? is official. Yeah. It's not bootleg, man. It's got silver the uh, it's got the actual encoding and everything on the inside. Like you can see the you can see the barcode and everything. Yeah. It's not a it's not a bootleg disc. That's weird. Official. And all the Cesar, all the Square Enix ones are like this, like Anthology and Final Fantasy Nine. Anything that's been reprinted, because remember they stopped doing PS1 and PS2 games in August. So whatever still out there. Remember these? Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember if the original one was in color or not. I know the the, the reprints are in black and white. It is. And there's disc two, same. It'd be wicked to get a, a black disc like disc one and then like a silver disc two. You would definitely think it's bootleg. You'd send that back to Amazon. All right, good little side note there. We already had Night Rider for NES. Uh, people who didn't join us for the, uh, I think, friend of the show Charles is on now. Charles, we had a long discussion about Night Rider. Uh, the drive, you drive the car from the t- hit TV series. Which is yeah, but you didn't, you didn't tell him how we got there. We got from West Germany to Knight Rider somehow. <laughs> he did. How did that happen? <laughs> Michael Hasselhoff. <laughs> that's, that's where it took a left. Uh, all right. Did you guys go through all the rest of the PS5 news? Transferring saves, VR compatibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Uh, level 5. Brant, give us the bad news about level 5. Or do we have to read through level 1 through 4 first? Uh, oh, he's doing his background. One there, it is, there it is. There it is. There it is. I still see those Funko Pops. They're just hovering there. <laughs> They're like talking to Richard. Buy me. Buy me. They're right by Layton's ear. He keeps pinching the Funko Pop right there. Oh, Brant's uh, ear and Layton's ear. So publisher and developer Level 5 appears to be ending its operations in North America. Um, there's not any concrete evidence or plans. Um for them to even continue bringing games outside of Japan. And this was reported by uh, gamesindustry.biz that in America they uh, started laying off uh, a large amount of employees. It says the majority of employees about mid-2019, uh, which is we weird. We never heard anything we, about this. Yeah, we didn't hear anything until now. Uh, and it appears that they're now just kind of uh, running with kind of a, a skeleton crew doing day-to-day maintenance. Uh, but it seems that Level 5 is kind of just shutting down the out-of-Japan uh, localizations of things. There's, uh, what was it, the one of the newest uh, Nino Kuni that was announced. 
uh, coming to Japan in 2020, but there's been no announcement to, to bring it over here, and there may not be. And Level 5 is is known for, uh, I'd, I'd say, mainly either Nino Kuni, uh, Professor Layton, mm-hmm. uh, or the Yokai Watch games. Uh, and they also did uh, like Dragon Quest Eight, right? Yeah, for um, Dragon Quest Eight, a couple of PS2 RPGs. They've they've done a lot of things, and it's just it's it's they seem to have a, a decent um, decent bit of success with with those titles. Yeah, these are all pretty big games. So it's it's kind of odd that they're just kind of quietly downsizing and going away dark cloud professor layton inazuma 11 nino kuni yokai watch and snack world snack world's coming out oh no i just saw it on sale the two dark cloud games are on sale two dragon quest eight rogue galaxy that's the other ps2 rpg gene to arc for uh playstation portable that was a kick-ass strategy game white knight chronicles forgot all about that one yeah, yeah but a lot of recently those, it seems like a latent factory. Go ahead, Cesar. Yeah, a lot of those are not owned by them. Like, a lot of those you, you named are owned by Sony. So, Because I know White Knight Chronicles is Sony. And then, uh... Star Cloud's also Sony. Rogue yeah. Galaxy's Sony. Um, level 5, uh, what was it now? Uh, Nino Kone was always published by Bando Namkai in America. They, level 5 actually didn't handle any of the publishing outside of, a. Uh, Japan for that game. I mean, they didn't really do much over here. The only games they really... That was a new thing they brought was their U.S. operations was in 2018. And I think the only games they did was the new latent game for Switch and Snack World. That was it officially. Because even when Noni Kony 2 came out over here, it was also handled by uh, Bando Namkai. Mm. Uh, Bando Namkai. Oh. Bandai, Bandai, Bandai Namco. Mm-hmm. I like Bando Namkai. Bando damn guy. Who also handled the first Nino Kony over here as well. So. The Bleach attack. Did they do that remaster also? They did as well, yeah. I mean, that's why I say, I mean, they really haven't done much over here outside of uh, mobile games. And I think that new uh, Nino Kony game is a mobile exclusive, which yeah. they're not even publishing themselves in Japan. They got, a, I think, like NetEase is helping them with the publishing. NetEase, so. they're in everything at this point. But at the, at, like I said, this seems very, very familiar to when uh, Enix pulled out of uh, America, where they yep. just silently closed shop and disappeared right around, I think, after Dragon Warrior 7. Dragon, they did, yeah. Almost they did like Dragon Quest 7. They uh, spent all that time getting Dragon Warrior 7 out here, and then they just quietly closed up shop and disappeared, and they didn't come back until they merged with Square Enix. I'm a Square, yep. so. Yeah. We never got our uh, Dragon Warrior 4 port for PS1. I know we got like Torneco, The Last Hope, I believe, on PS1 at some point. That was, which was, uh, that was our last one. A mysterious dungeon type game. But yeah, we never got all those ports from the Dragon Quest games from the NES and Super Nintendo. Uh, next up, Microsoft is bringing xCloud to iOS via the web. This is coming from The Verge. Microsoft is working on a direct browser-based solution to bring xCloud to iOS early next year. So they're just finding a way around the App Store rules. So there may not be an official xCloud app or Xbox game streaming app, but they will find a way to do it uh, through a browser. Maybe it'll log into it and launch it from there. 
which is the ultimate goal, right? Yeah, I mean, you can RDP and stuff through a browser, so I mean, that's <laughs> probably what they're doing. So this is probably a remote desktop protocol, some some type version of it. So yeah, someone brought up. I don't think it's in this article, but I saw the argument that um, you know Apple's big thing with game streaming is that they want you. To, it, it needs to be like a demo almost, like you still need to be able to buy the product separately. So, you know, for example, Gears 5 needs to be a separate SKU on the App Store. But the argument that I saw is that they don't require that for Netflix or Hulu or anything like that. You don't have to separately buy uh, an exclusive show or something through iTunes. So it was kind of a bizarre. It's still a bizarre situation. I think they're going to they're eventually going to figure it out, but it's going to be bullshit for a little while. It, it, it depends because a lot of the stuff is not owned by Netflix. So if you look at certain shows like um, I think Netflix does own uh, Stranger Things, but like there's other ones out there that be they are Netflix exclusive, but they might be Lionsgate or they might be some other production company. And then they sell those shows separately on an Apple store. So it may not be through Netflix, but you can still purchase um, like Glow or something like that on there. So Right, but Apple's not requiring them to do that. It's not a requirement like they're trying to do with xCloud service. Well, I mean, they're already getting their 30% cut off those movies, so they don't have yeah. to require it. That's been the way it's been since they created that store. So that's, that's probably why. Yeah, we talked a couple weeks ago about the NES starting that 30% thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got so. roots. Got roots in Nintendo. That that's your difference there, sir. Because I mean, they built that stuff around that uh, media that, at that time. So whatever deals they got in place has been in place. You, you're trying to inject something to an ecosystem that hasn't been in there before. So it's all about who gets paid. That's how it always usually works. That's it. Um, the Verge notes that the browser version would bypass the App Store, just like Amazon's doing with the Luna game streaming service. I didn't know they had announced that. That's what they were doing. Yeah, they did. That's pretty cool. Because they announced it for iOS and they said it was going to be browser based. Yeah, Apple. Here's what we're we're circling around. Apple insists that developers must individually submit their games as separate apps using their streaming tech. Microsoft and Google are free to create a catalog style app that collects and links out all these individual apps. But of course, they're not going to do that for all the games on Game Pass and their their respective services. Uh, who wants to tell us about that next micro Sega console that was rumored in one? interview and then picked up by this freelance writer for IGN. <laughs> there we go, Brant. Oh, look how small it is. It looks like a coaster. It's so tiny. <laughs> that are giant hands. <laughs> Not Burger King hands. <laughs> oh, wait, it is Burger King hands. Those are the... No, it was the... The King had that the little ones, Wendy's. Right? Yeah. It Wendy's. Was like, yeah, he's a guy with small hands. <laughs> Sandwich is too big for my small hands. I was confusing my burger marketing. <laughs> hey, we didn't talk about uh, PS5 doing the big Burger King crossover. Uh, do we need to? It was funny. I enjoyed it. I like Burger there, King. So I was already there. I, I believe that's starting tomorrow. The 15th. Yeah, the you're 15th. Right. Yeah. Uh, that they're giving away a thousand PS5s. They're giving away several codes for. Sackboy and several codes for cool. uh, Demon cool. Souls, uh, as well as um, PlayStation Plus subscriptions, uh, three month subscriptions. Yeah. Uh, and as well as all the random instant prizes. So I'm sure you can win a Big Mac or or Big Mac. Wow. No, they wouldn't <laughs> sell you a Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ultimate Burger King prize. I'm here to redeem my Big Mac. Get out of here, sir. This is a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> I I still remember that um that uh, Super Size Me the movie where they uh yeah. they 
he bet that guy he remember he had a big mac uh, not a uh yeah he had a big mac every day and he bet that guy to eat a whopper he ate a whopper and then went back to mcdonald's and ate a big mac that's right afterwards <laughs> that's a good documentary though it's yeah terrible. his body just started destroying itself uh, but I like the way they tease this because, uh, as Cesar alluded to earlier, nobody's seen the PlayStation 5 UI. Like, we haven't seen any demonstrations of loading games or anything like that or the menu, the cross-media bar. And so the Burger King tease was the king looking into this bag with the the blue PS5 light coming out of it. <laughs> People were teasing, like, go to Burger King to see a preview of the, the <laughs> PS5 UI. <laughs> That's where you have to go. But uh, specifically, the promo is with their two-for-five two mix-and-match, which includes the... Big Mac, as Brand already mentioned, the McFish, and <laughs> uh, I think it's a Whopper, their chicken sandwich, I think their fish sandwich, and then probably some nuggets, I think, is the... Something like that. Two for five, you, are you guys... So I've seen people win the Taco Bell stuff with Xbox, that's been their long-running partner, but I've never, I've never gotten anything out of one of these promotions. Have you guys ever won something like that? No. The chances of winning are so slim, it's... They just want you to get in there and buy some food. Yeah. That's all they want. Oh, I wouldn't mind a code for one of the games. That's that's fine. There's only a thousand PS5s out there, so that, that is slim pickings. We do go to Burger King a lot. The odds are in my favor. <laughs> that's a pretty cool promo. You've got uh, Nintendo and Lunchables. You can win a Switch by entering Lunchables codes. Hmm. You can get an Xbox at Taco Bell. And you could potentially get a PS5 now <laughs> at Burger King, which we all know in, uh, was it Judge Dredd when Taco Bell won the fast food wars? There's only Taco Bell left. Yeah, they won out and they, they purchased everybody. And there was a uh, fine dining. <laughs> Taco Bell fine dining. Because I remember that was also another in uh, Demolition Man where they went into the sewers and he was eating the burger. And she's like, the guy's like, do you see any cows anywhere around here? It's like, that's a rat burger. <laughs> like, when's the last time you saw a cat hanging around? And after that, he was like, eh. <laughs> All right, so, so back to the Sega story. Go ahead, Brant. Sega's creative producer actually uh, talked in an uh, interview with Famitsu Magazine about the future of the mini console range, um, among other things. Uh, <clears throat> and, and I quote, I think for the next one, we may go with a concept close to the Mega Drive Mini uh, or Genesis Mini as we got here. So he explains that uh, if I have to say some names, it could be an SG-1000 Mini or a Dreamcast Mini. There we go. There's an easy pick for that. The SG-1000, the 3000 was the, or the, they had so many names for their early consoles over there. Yeah. Was that actually the Master System? Because I thought that was like the Mark III. What was the SG-1000? It was... Is that the Master System? Wasn't some, it before the Master yeah, System? Somebody noted it was uh, arcade base. Okay. That's why they said it was unlikely it would be that. So it's more... Oh, God, that thing's wicked looking. Yeah, it was Sega's first entry into the home video game hardware business. It looks like so, a Master System, but it's a... Yeah. All right, I'm going to get in the weeds on this retro console. So it's probably not going to be that. It's probably going to be a Dreamcast Mini. Let's hope right. it's a Dreamcast Mini. What games do we want on there the we Dreamcast go. Mini? All right, let's round Robin. Go ahead, Brant. You're first. Uh, Power Stone, baby. Okay, Cesar. Skies of Arcadia. I'm going with Virtua Tennis. Four-player greatness. Brant, go again. 
Oh, the licensing would be hell, but I'd like to see Crazy Taxi. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can get the offspring for that. Yeah. Cesar, you're next? Uh, Grandia 2. Ooh. Next Dreamcast title. Shenmue. I know we've gotten it ported to a thousand different places, but that was like so much of the... That was a Dreamcast game, you know? That's You popped that thing in and you were like, oh my god, like, I can't play this anywhere else. This is incredible. Sonic right, we, Adventure. All right, I was about to say, do we want to take another <laughs> turn and Brant cut me off with his next game? Of course, Sonic Adventure. Cesar, go ahead. Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Ooh, another yeah. good one. I'm going to follow you up with a fighting game that was available at launch, also called Soul Calibur. All right, is that how we want to wrap up? We did nine games. That's the definitive nine games. Uh, I don't know. We could have kept going until somebody's like, I have nothing else to say. All right, Brant, you're up. Let's go one more round. We oh, can do it. Damn. Uh, Jet, what's it? Jet Set Radio? Jet Grind Which Radio? Was, that? was it Jet Grind Radio on that one? Or Jet Set Radio? It it's Jet one, Set of Radio. The, one of them's the Japanese Jet titles. It's Jet Set Radio. In America, it was Jet Set Radio. Yeah, Jet Set Radio. So that's 10 right there. Uh, mine's easy. Mine is stuck on the Dreamcast and hasn't been ported since. Mine's a, a Berserk. Sort of the Berserk. Berserk. Guts that was Rage. A, it's a Koei game, isn't it? No. No? I thought that was like a precursor Musao style. No, it's actually an action-adventure game. This is uh, before they went into the Musao route. Uh I remember playing it back in the day. It was very good because I remember playing that one. I remember playing uh, Machina X. I think I got those both on the same mm-hmm. day. Uh, this was uh, released by X. Sword of the Berserk was released by Askai. All right, I'm wrapping this up. What am I going to go with? Code Veronica. No, <laughs> that's available several other places. Yeah. Here we go. Full utilization of Dreamcast hardware, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the return of Leonard Nimoy's own Seaman. Yes! Seaman returns. All right, there's your 12 definitive games uh, officially announced for the officially announced Sega Dreamcast Mini. You heard it here first. And we only Three left off uh, Omicron. Omicron? That's the uh, first David Cage game, isn't it? Yeah. David Bowie game. That's the David, yeah, the David Bowie game. That's the only reason why I play it, because of David Bowie. We're going to come up with 50 other Dreamcast games after this. Y'all realize that, right? Probably. We, we could have gone around five more times. Oh, God bless the Dreamcast. It's time it's, to play some Dreamcast. Yeah, it's got so many It's got so many good games on there. I mean, you can keep going. Fantasy Star. and oh. it's That would be one thing is I think it, they'd be a little remiss if, if they didn't have some kind of online functionality on here to make some of these games uh, online uh, leaderboards or um, yeah. online uh, verses or because they were one of the first to really get out there with that broadband adapter just built on. Even the, the built-in modem was 56K. You had to purchase the broadband one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had the built-in. And the net code worked. Like you could play yeah. football and hockey and stuff like that over 56K. It worked. All right, so yeah. a friend of mine is selling some Dreamcast games. He's selling Plasma Sword, Power Stone, Power Stone 2, Street Fighter 3, Double Impact, Gunbird 2, Heavy Metal, Time Stalkers, Grandia 2, Marvel vs. Capcom 2, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Bangayo, and Tech Romancer. 
Yeah, but how much? Some heavy hitters. He put them on eBay. I, I thought about it at the last minute. I was like, I got some friends that might want some of those. And he already put them on eBay, so. He'll get more money because I, I, I would have got Tech, uh, Tech Romancer. I would have got Plasma Sword. I would have got all three of those fighters. You know, listed. Yeah. You would have got those? Oh, yeah. He's going to end up getting eBay money. I don't think he was going to. I don't no, think he's he selling. For, he's just, he just has to go through the hassle. What I was going to do is, you know, hey, price them how you want them. And then I'll ask some people, but it was, it was a little bit too late. I'm not even worried about paying them for a good price. I just would have bought them. Yeah. <laughs> I want I'm, those copies. Ooh. Well, that's all of our news. We made it through it in 48 minutes. Not bad, gentlemen. Tearing it up. Safe. We can quit now. What'd you pop up, Brant? What was the secret? What was the secret? Ba- uh, secret background. Uh, it's just that PS5 one again. <laughs> the guy's moving it out of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my favorite one so far. I love it. All right, who wants to kick us off with games plates when we get out of here? I'm tired. I led last week. I'll I'll go again. Fuck. But say you usually go first. Yeah, I'll, I'll get us started. I'll keep going. Yeah, you started off. It ain't a deep dive, but I actually did play two new games. Did I have a Halo Night? I did have a Halo Night. Uh, same stuff, same mode, still Halo One. No, no different. Nothing's <laughs> changed. Sack. Nothing's changed. Action sack. <laughs> Brent, you got to get on there with us, man. It's chaos. Oh yeah. We need a fourth every once in a while. Well, most of the time we need a fourth. We end up with some rando. Yeah. It's only it's only about out of the six hour span. It's only about probably an hour and a half, two hours that we have a full all four of us, you know, in the in the crew. Um, I also played Saturday. I've been I had a hankering for Final Fantasy IX for some reason. I've been listening to the soundtrack. Like I don't know exactly what the the draw is. I'm getting some weird feedback. Do you hear it at all? I wonder if it's recording. Do you hear feedback like crackling weird stuff? No, I think you would, not you would hear anything. What I'm talking about. Um, I'm gonna move my phone away from it. And see if that's what it is. I don't think so. That's what I keep hearing. Move your phone away. As I derail the podcast. Yeah, I've been hankering to play Final Fantasy IX. I don't know what it is. Just like the the laid back atmosphere of it and just kind of the adventure and things like that. So I started. I got like two hours. Have you played nine, Brent? Uh, very little. Very little. I got about two hours into it. The uh, It starts off. It starts off slow, but if you kind of step back and look at it, there's a lot going on. And you kind of see it picks up like three different characters and brings them together in this one stage and then kind of sets the adventure off, but it's, it's a slow build to it. And then, you know, this is a PS one game. There's no voice acting in this There's voice acting in some PS one RPGs, but you know, not this one. It's a lot of reading. My kids will come down and look at it and not read the, <laughs> not read the screen. They're like, okay. Some, some games they'll watch like the other one I was, I'm going to talk about, but, um, so I met, you meet Vivi, you meet Zidane early on, you meet the princess, you meet Queen Braun. Um, I'm playing on a CRT. It's, it's beautiful. It's meant for that. I, I looked at a bunch of comparison videos. I like to do this, like starting off, like what's the best version? So that's how we're discussing Final Fantasy IX. Uh, what's the best version to play, you know, of these? Because it's, it's ported to everywhere now. You can play it on phones, iPads, Switch, PS4, Xbox One. It's actually on Game Pass on Xbox One, I found out. So it's pretty cool. But, uh, there was no like AI upscaling of the backgrounds or anything. They're just kind of the same pre-rendered backgrounds on these newer ones. So the 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 polygons got this big boost, but it's got it's got a jarring. And I played a little bit of this when it came out for PS4. Uh, I bought that one, and it's got a little bit of a jarring, you know, next-gen polygon versus that pre-rendered background. It's just kind of off. So I'm playing it on the I'm playing it on a PS2. 
uh, with no smoothing and no disc sped up in the in the PS2 system menu. And it's uh it's just a good game. So it's, it's a fun RPG. It's not. I've only played. Uh, Brant, the way it starts off is you're part of a troop who has come into this um, city, Alexandria, to play to play a play. You are a you are a traveling troop, and it's a big music production, and it's you know it's a play with stages and the scenes and all this kind of stuff. But they're actually there to kidnap the princess. And as you find out, it's not a major spoiler. You find out in the first like 45 minutes, the princess actually wants to be kidnapped. So there's this like crossing of She's trying to get out of there. They're trying to get her. They're trying to do the stage at the same time and keep the play going. But the RPG mechanics are taught to you within the safety of the of the play. Like you, there's no fail state. You're just using special effects as you choose your items and choose your special attacks. And it just it plays out as this as this fun interaction and the characters are talking back and forth because there's, there's no enemies yet. You're just it's just a play as you go back and forth. Um, music. Awesome. This is like probably one of the best soundtracks ever. Cesar, would you put Final Fantasy IX up there on the soundtrack list? It's uh my favorite battle music. Oh, the battle music is incredible. It's really it's, and you hear uh, it a like, lot, so you might as well. It's a uh, very reminiscent of the early days of uh, yep. Final Fantasy, kind of mixed in with the the newer style. Yeah, I read a lot about the development of this one. Like they announced, they actually had a Millennium Day. SquareSoft did, and they announced nine, ten, and eleven all in the same day. So they had this stuff laid out. And the whole purpose of nine was to like encapsulate the essence of Final Fantasy in one title. Like they kind of got away from the space agey stuff. It was back to airships. It was, I think, what kicked this off is when they showed off that Final Fantasy 16 trailer, and it was like this medieval fantasy wizards, black mages, uh, chocobos, dragons. Like it was that same vibe. And it really shines on on the CRT and the the PS1 um, disc, you know, the the original. You really get that art style. The music's amazing. The sound the sound effects are all there. They've kind of been butchered on the newer versions. But uh, I'm like two hours into that. You as you do this the intro, the troop then leaves and you crash into a forest, and that's kind of where I'm at is is in the forest right now. But this it's kind of a comfort food game, I guess you can say. Uh, the other game I played, and I did both of these. There should be some background to this. I did both of these watching football on another screen. I'm trying to do the Cesar uh, multitask, knock out multiple things. And yeah, I, don't, I don't mean to interrupt, but yesterday I was doing some good shit because I had <laughs> my phone on the left had CBS All Access, so I was watching the Bills game. And I was playing a game on PS4, and then to the right I had the Braves game. I had yes. the effect <laughs> going on on my tablet, so... You were living the dream. You were at a sports bar, but you were playing video games at the same mm-hmm. time. Living the dream. But uh, especially anybody who's followed Atlanta sports, uh, I'm tired of being disappointed, but especially by the Falcons. So I figured this Sunday I'm not going to be fully vested in it and just sit down and, and devote these three hours to this garbage football team. So I was like, all right, I'll have it on. That way I'm still keeping up with it. I know the I know the storyline of what's going on. You know, I can keep up with major plays, stuff like that. And I just had it on. I wasn't. I didn't feel the the shamble that I, that I usually feel at the end. Like, oh, my God. It it got to the point last year, to be perfectly honest, that I was grocery shopping during Falcons games. I was like, I'm not wasting this time anymore. So I had the game on. I was able to keep up with that. It, it was entertaining. It was what it was. We lost again, but it's fine. And, and then, then uh, we finally won. We got rid of Demetrioff. Yeah. Yeah. It took, it took us 12 years, and but we finally did it. At last. 
And uh, maybe no offense, we'll I, hate to, I hate to see people lose their job, but I think we need right. to change from the GM. Yeah, he's off. made plenty. He's made plenty of money. He made more money than all of us put together last year alone. He's good. I, I was here for my uh, my talk. I apologize. Continue on. <laughs> I mean, I really need to derail the conversation with uh, my hatred for Atlanta sports. <laughs> As we're getting thumped again tonight, but whatever. Uh, and then up, I, I we're up two games, between, man. We're still up. We're still up yeah. two to one. They may be coming back from. For all I know, that we're referencing the Braves. We'll take the L on this one. Yeah, we'll we'll get them tomorrow. Uh, friend of the show, Boosh, already said, let's get them tomorrow. And uh, but I, when I popped out Final Fantasy Nine, I actually went back to it at some point. But I popped in Sly Cooper. It's, it's just been weighing on me. I think Brand is because Brand. You'll notice this the longer you're with the podcast, and I think you probably notice this as a listener. I will people will put seeds in in my mind, and it just rolls from there. And I'm like, oh, I got to see this. I got to try this out. So when you started your Ratchet and Clank bullshit, I call it bullshit because Cesar had PS3 bullshit, and then the, there was the Final Fantasy 16 bullshit. I, I got some bullshit. The Ratchet around. and Clank bullshit. I got, I got a whole bunch of bullshit coming up in mine, so don't, don't oh, worry okay. about that. You stay on your bullshit, but don't spread it to me. Keep it away, keep it away from me. I can't. Don't don't plant any seeds. I, I but mean, uh, when does, when does bullshit not spread? I know that's what we're here for. That's all we're here for. <laughs> we're just uh, we're just spreading it. That's our peer group. When you step on shit, it goes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we're just here <laughs> uh so brent this is your fault this was a uh, ratchet and clank but i picked sly cooper because i've started ratchet and clank on ps3 ps4 i've tried all these different ones and it, it it's okay i wasn't really craving that but i do want to pop it in and see what it looks like it's one of those things but sly cooper I actually got into and i was probably i'm 15 percent of the way through sly cooper already i just couldn't put it down um, I really enjoyed the way the levels are laid out. You can kind of see it's a progression from Super Mario 64. Have you all played? I know Cesar went through Sly Cooper three or four years ago, it seems like. Brand, have you played the first the one? one? Yeah. Several years ago, I because that was a game that I kind of skipped over on PS2. Yeah. I sat down and with the trilogy, and I played all of one, and one is, is such an amazing game. I played... <laughs> I played... I played most of two. At some point, I really need to go back to my save and on two, and go back and play two, and then finish three, and then do um, what is it? Thieves in Time, Thieves in the time, latest one that had come out. Yeah, yeah. Sanzaru's uh, finale before they left us for Facebook. But uh, I didn't really know. You know, I, I knew the Sly Cooper character. I knew the lore, the stealth, and the cell shading and that kind of stuff. But the gameplay is really, really good. I, I thought there was going to be a lot more stealth, and there's still some bullshit things like. There's no health. You can get these uh, like lucky charms that go on your back, and you can kind of level those up like the Aku Aku mask, I guess, from Crash would be the best analogy. And as you get hit, you'll lose those. And it, it can be unforgiving in that that generation of like, okay, you got to figure out how to screw up, and then you'll start back over. But the way the levels are laid out, um, where, where I was going with the Super Mario 64 thing, is you kind of get this theme, but then you'll have you'll have these green glowing uh, levels inside like the world map level part, which is still interactive. You still have enemies in there, but you'll have to use your skills to like get up to the area and then jump into the level, almost like the painting that you would in super Mario 64. And each one has had an objective, like instead of it just guiding you into, okay, here's Bob Alms fortress. Um, like the storyline I'm in now, I have to get these keys to unlock a gate and I see three levels and there's three keys. So I'm like, okay, there's a key in each one. So it's, it's working its way through, through each level to get the key to progress further into that world level, if that makes any sense, but it's just laid out. It's laid out where it, it just stays fresh and it keeps going. And each one of those levels, it's not an increased difficulty thing. They, they give you a new skill 
or a new like a new way to interact with the environment i think is 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 what has struck out the struck out the most to me struck out i'm on baseball analogies <laughs> stuck out the most to me uh one level um there were these dart things that will shoot you their one hit kills again but if you jump into a barrel you can sneak past them and it's like this looney tunes ass animation where you see sly cooper's head above the barrel and the darts just hit the barrel and he keeps moving but you end up like I jumped out of the barrels like, all right, I got past these things and I went on and there were more of those things down there and ended up being you had to take the barrel all the way to the end of the map, go up the elevator and then go all the way down the top part of the level with it. And it was just it was like super awesome level design. It's just it's real inventive. It's creative. It's fun. The music's great. The graphics are gorgeous. Um, that cell shading on PS2 on the this is the same CRT with Final Fantasy nine. It really pops. It just it just looks great. Sly Cooper's awesome. <laughs> Track down that collection if you have a PS3 or get those originals on PS2. They're they're not expensive compared to some of the other PS2 stuff you can get. But I highly recommend those. They're also on Vita, but I think the card has Sly 1 and 2 on it. And one then you and have two. to download the third one. And the mm-hmm. voucher is expired if you get a new copy. So you have to actually pay for the third one on the store. So that's kind of funky as far as that goes. The nightmare of losing stores. Oh, we didn't even talk about the PlayStation Store stuff going away. That's not uh, good news either. It's it's the storefronts uh, as far as Vita and PS3. It's only the like online stores where you could log in on your computer and they're gone. And buy, you have to buy them through the console. Y- yeah, you have to buy them through the console. And uh, both which, of those consoles marketplaces are slow and trash. They are yeah. not fun to get through. It it wouldn't be that big of a problem if those those stores, like Richard was saying, both stores have glitches, both stores are slow, both God, stores God. sometimes the search feature is is doesn't work the greatest. Sometimes new games or games that you're looking for that are available on those consoles or on those platforms just don't show up. And the 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 best way was to just log on. Uh, through a computer and go through, through the online pre- store, but they've they've removed way. that option. So we're now to basically the PSP, where the PSP you could go online, but you couldn't go through its actual storefront. Now we're to that point with PS3 and Vita, and that's coming up. No, I'm backwards on that. You can still go through those devices' stores. You won't be able to do online, which you could still do for PSP. Yeah. So PSP, I guess, had the longest life out of all those <laughs> for <laughs> online purchases. Is that it? Those are my two games and some more Halo. I think that's it for me. But it was fun. I was kind of, it felt old school. Uh, my family wasn't here. That might have been part of it. I was just able to kick back. I had me some drinks down there. I was watching football, playing uh, Sly Cooper and Final Fantasy IX. Like it's uh, 2003 all over again. Mm-hmm. Living the dream. What year is it? All right, who wants to go next? I guess I'll go ahead and get into it. So aside from my aside from my Animal Crossing bullshit, <laughs> just farming farming my Y'all pumpkins, getting getting more candy and more uh, spooky items. I beat uh, Crash Bandicoot Four. Yes. How was the ending of that? I I was not very far from the ending from since the last time we had talked. Did you get you, you, did you get you that close? Did you get that trophy with the meme? Uh, no, I, there was like two little dots I had missed. I've seen it though. I need to go back and do that. Um, the fight, uh, that is 
kind of directly before the 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 final fight um where you are fighting actually two two enemies uh at the same time was a bit anticlimactic um there wasn't really much to that fight and it just kind of ended i was like oh that that was it like Halo and then 4. and then it was seemingly over and then uh, you run through a few more stages, and then lo and behold, it's not over. And you've got to run through like the last three stages, and then do do one final fight uh, before the end of the game. Um, my Is love Neo for Cortex? this. Is Neo Cortex the final villain? He's always the final villain. It's like Bowser. So it's it... got to be him. It's always like that, uh, they pull that uh, rug under your feet type of situation when you do a random Final Fantasy. Like, oh, the guy you're going after was in the bag the whole time. Some <laughs> random guy shows up at the end. Yeah. I control all time and space. The game I'm playing is like that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's exactly like that. Yeah. You have this one villain you're going after, and he's not even the final boss. You get some random dude that's doing it from the, behind the scenes that was never mentioned whatsoever throughout the whole game. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, do I even care? Like, I've I've got ninety hours and four discs invested in this adventure. <laughs> Who the fuck is this? So oh, sorry, sorry, Brant. Continue. So it is good. a pretty good. It's a good crash, Brant. Did you come no. around on it? No, I did not. Oh wow. <laughs> I like, honestly, yeah, when, when you were talking about, it, it sounds like it was a chore for you. Like, I just want to get it done because I'm almost done with it. I honestly feel like this is a regression, not a like natural progression of crash. Oh, yeah. As everybody keeps saying, as you know, oh, you know, th- this is a natural progression of the difficulty. This is, you know, this feels like old school Crash. If you go back and play Crash 3, there are, are so many things that are not in this. And I understand they wanted to throw skins in there and they wanted to add all these different characters. And you can s- switch between Crash and Coco at any point, um, which they did in the updated Insane Trilogy. Um, but I've I felt that it kind of um, messed up the dynamic of the game because at least in those Crash 2, Crash 3, you had those uh, levels that were specifically tailored to, like, Coco. Right. And There was a reason for using that character. Yeah. And even with Cortex, uh, Dingo Dial, and um, Tana, there's things peppered throughout the the levels that you know they have their specific levels um that you have to use their uh, you know certain things for but if you were crash or coco you could run through the stage just as easy um it nothing feels like special or unique to these characters in these levels uh ah. crash crash 3 it was it was awesome to be able to um go into the levels where you ride the little tiger as, as Coco, or you're riding that jet ski, uh, or the hog wild. Oh gosh. Uh, The, the two levels where you do one is crash and one is Coco, where you're in the, um, the biplanes and you're shooting down blimps and all this stuff. And that's the other thing is, is those other, those older games were very ambitious with all the different things that they did. Mm. Um, they had the ones where you ride on the little animal. They had the ones where you run uh, away from a boulder or something like that. And they've, uh, they've older dash. They've, I love that. They've, level. they've revisited those types of gameplay in this game, but um, they don't have anything like um, 
aside from from platforming. It's it's like they sat down and they said, okay, we're we're only going to do difficult platforming, and that's right. it. We're not going to deviate from that. Where the certain boss fights in Crash Three, you you were in like a little ship and you had to you know shoot down the enemy in this giant mech. You uh, like I said, you piloted a, a biplane in in one level, and yeah, it wasn't particularly difficult um, to go around and you know shoot down these uh, big blimps and and different things uh, to collect the crystals. But it was it was different, and it broke up the game in in this interesting way, and just kind of uh, it it was it was very different for crash to be doing certain things like that and I, maybe some people didn't like that but i definitely enjoyed writing no yeah. I, th- I think of that when i think of crash games is that it, it changes up like you would as you progress through that level you had the little overworld map like yoshi's island style like you did not know what was happening in the next one it could have been it could have been you know the 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 forward you know the sonic's ass concept yeah it could have been a side scroller like the the gate one in the first one, like the Indian Fortress or whatever the Native Fortress I think was the name mm-hmm. of it. So you had like a side scrolling one that still scaled like three D ish around. You had the Hog Wild where you rode the thing, and then you had the boulder coming back from it. So it dropped all that stuff. No, I mean most most of them, or are, it just doesn't expand on that. Most of it, no, it it doesn't. It's it's literally just difficult platforming and the the camera follows you the way it does in all crash games and mm. the the levels that you're in are probably a little bit longer than your typical uh, crash level but they will transition from camera behind you to camera beside you to you know kind of that 2d scrolling kind of deal to um you know now it's behind you again and you're rail grinding or uh, those certain levels where you do hop on hop on an animal and you're you know f- first it's you know that 2d you're you're going through the level and then it's behind you again and then oh there's a little animal you you hop on and you you have to do the little course now and um but and, and so it the, sounds like i'm gonna throw this out there because i feel like we've seen this before you had like you had this big franchise that's making a comeback mm-hmm. um under a new developer, you know, it's a new steward of this franchise. It seems like the safe bet, what what they've done before is remaster an old one. Like 343 specifically did this with Halo. Remaster an old one and then play it play it close on the next one. 343 did not do this, but that what is the new Gear Studio? Who's the 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 name of that Gear Studio? Coalition. Coalition. Yeah. Yep. So Gears 4 was they remastered the first Gears of War. Gears 4 was like a close, okay, this is what Gears is. Let's We're not going to expand on anything. We're not going to make anything crazy. We're going to keep it close enough to feel like a Gears game, to not upset people, but also, you know, be the next iteration, bring it to next generation, new graphics, whatever it is. Do you think, like, this is that game maybe for them, and then they could take off on the next one? It's, it's possible. Because it's going to sell, I think it's already sold, like, gangbusters, and it's going to go even crazier. Yeah, and, and people... Time. And people liked it, and be it. Uh, I guess I'm just a, a crash purist, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's a bad game. I just didn't necessarily feel it was a crash I, game. I, I didn't necessarily feel it was a crash game. I didn't feel. Um, that I didn't necessarily really enjoy it, especially the the ramped up difficulty, especially right there at the end, the the last the second to last level before you get to the boss there, um, was was bullshit. 
there was there was some bullshit in there and all the way around it. The the um the biggest things that tick me off are the low times in this game because Toys for Bob always has pretty long load times. I mean, coming off of playing uh, Ghost of uh, Shushima, uh that game, aside from its initial load-in, uh, doesn't really have very long load times. Uh, and it's... Fucking wizards, man. I know. And it's it's absolutely beautiful, all the, all the high-res assets and everything going on in that world, and it, it just doesn't stop. Um, yeah. But this, I mean, every level you go into or say you're going for a specific run and you are trying to meet the criteria to get certain gems and things. And so you don't want to die that much. Say you've died a couple times. You're like, oh, let me just reset the level. You would think that would be almost instant instantaneous. It's not. You're waiting 40, 50 seconds sometimes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sly Cooper's not like that. Sly Cooper's. I'm bouncing. As soon as I die, I'm right back in there. So the the um, the loading kind of kind of gets me sometimes, and that damn death counter always pisses <laughs> me off. Like I don't need to know I've died 50 damn times. I know I'm dying in this level. <laughs> you don't have to keep don't have to have that up there and just keep reminding me, have it in my face. What was your and final one at the end of the game? I don't even remember. Here's the thing. I, I'm telling you that second to last uh, level. I'm trying to do these certain jumps and trying to do everything right. There's this at one point where you die a certain number of times and Aku Aku will just pop up to help you. Okay, like the um, like the newer Mario games do? Yeah. And sometimes that helps you if you're in an area where you can take a hit. Sometimes if you're if, if it's just a certain jump that you I mean, if you fall, it doesn't matter. He doesn't he can't help you. It's just like a superstar in Mario. If you're hitting enemies, you're good. But if you fall into a pit, you're you're done. Mm. So it'll still you're still dead. I got you. Yeah. So. At a certain point, it stopped giving me Aku Aku <laughs> just for no reason, even though I kept dying. Uh, and then at another point. I fell through the floor of the level. Like I was making a jump and kind of clipped through the wall. And then all of a sudden it like just the camera angle kind of moved down and crash was nowhere to be seen. I could, no, I I hit the thing and it it wouldn't do it. (laughs) I wanted to, it just wanted to share it. Um, Oh God. I love when that happens. But like I could move crash back and forth. I'm like, well maybe I can, maybe I can just glitch past this level and i'm good so i like moved it forward and i moved it back and then all of a sudden it it wouldn't move anymore i'm like i'm gonna have to restart (laughs) and play this whole damn level all over again so i wound up having to do that it's funny until you have to realize that you have to do that then you hate it but uh i find i finally beat it um and like i said last week i mean it was definitely more of a relief than uh a feeling of accomplishment. It's like a check, uh, check mark, right? Like, up, like, oh, I got I this. this game. For yep. Finally, put it back in the case and throw it back to the side. Um, it might still have good trading value if you're done, done. <laughs> nah, I'll probably keep it. Um, I'm still not sure if I'd go back to it. I'm, like I said, I mean, it, it with all the different variety of gameplay that there was in the in the other games. 
whether it be the blimp, whether it be crash on the bike, you know, racing, um, and, and all these different things. And that's, you know, they touted the, uh, the skins. I don't feel like the, I mean, the skins are just, it's a cosmetic thing. I mu- I right. would have much rather seen a setup where, you know, we're going through different dimensions. We're going through different time periods and things like that. I'd rather see crash and Coco change depending on what dimension you're in. Yeah. And then maybe once you've beaten the game, you can unlock each skin as a permanent. You can unlock each different character as extra, you know, extra content to keep playing to see what was going on behind the scenes in these levels and things like that. Um, it just seemed like it seemed like a lot. But that's not like the, I don't want to sound like the old man yelling at the sky, but cosmetics they don't do anything for me either. I, like no, I don't. Care. Is that a younger generation thing? Like is that the whole? Is that the Fortnite appeal and all that? Is that the? Is that to drive for games like that? It might be, but I mean, there's not really online. So, who are you showing it off to? What's what's the appeal? I mean, if you're if you've worked really hard to collect certain gems and make sure yeah. you have enough to get certain unlock certain skins. And then you're just you're, like, yeah, I've got it. it. And then, maybe. yeah, maybe. Um, but that's there's, not. <clears throat> there's some people that are completionists that just True. they got to get everything. So I mean, if that it's in that game, some people want it. And then there's some people I've seen get angry when they do like loot boxes because there's one skin that they like, <laughs> and then they got to go through a loot box to get to it, and that's what pisses them off. They're like, just let me buy the fucking skin that I want. You know, they don't like that whole. They don't like all of them, but there's some. You know, you, you might come across something that like, hey, this pops. I like it. You know, but um, I don't think I've ever been like that with a cosmetic anything. The only uh, thing I felt driven to collect, like maddening something like that, that felt random to me was puzzle pieces on the 3DS Street Pass. Oh, that no. ate me alive. That I had to get. I was forcing podcast Cesar, Michael Russell. I was like, I'll bring your 3DSs. <laughs> Let's exchange. We, we got to trade off every night. Let's go. And then the clock would flip over and we would get another one right after that. But I've never like felt tempted to do the loot boxes and stuff like that. Like when they started, that started getting heavy in PUBG. And I was just like, mm. I don't care. It shit doesn't matter to me. Even the Halo ones, the banners look cool in your name, but I don't really get it. So. Maybe that's just not for us. Several years ago, I mean, there was a specific game I did pump um, some extra money into. Yeah, but now you have all the Doodle Jump courses. Now you have all the Doodle Jump courses. (laughs) And the thing is, I don't even play that game anymore. What is it? I don't play it. Uh, Overwatch. Ah. When they do these specific events, like, you know, now there's Halloween event. I, you know, there was... Witch Mercy and like all these different cosmetics and different skins and it's like wow you know that looks so good and they they got me they suckered me because I was heavy into that game for a while. How much do you think you spent on Overwatch? Easily an extra two hundred bucks within okay. the first. It's <laughs> pretty with, substantial. Yeah, within the first. Uh, I mean, because I played that game three years or so. You got um, your money's worth. You got and, your money's worth easy. I mean, there were there were so many different events and different things. I probably I, I had to have pumped at least 150, maybe 200 in there, an extra, on top of spending the 60 bucks, you know. Right. Yeah, thank God uh, Animal Crossing doesn't do that shit. You probably put thousands. <laughs> into it. No, hell no. I don't Eat do up. that anymore. 
I don't do that anymore. I don't do that anymore. I'm reformed. <laughs> As you sit there buying every fish you can get. I never get this fucking fish. I'll just buy it. Fuck it. Loot box, loot box, loot box. Got it. Tyrannosaurus skull. I got to have it. Uh, but the a game that I really uh, had a lot of fun playing. Uh, to get into the Halloween spirit, I booted up Slaughterhouse 2 on the Sega Genesis. Awesome. Played through the first uh first three levels uh just killed some time playing that i mean you talk about a game that has like a little bit of challenge a little bit of challenge to it um and it feels rewarding it feels rewarding once you you know get through those levels and get to the boss figure the boss out and, and beat it down and gosh that's that's a that's a great game i've the never music, played a splatterhouse uh, i know you've never played Charles a splatterhouse Never played a Splinter House. I know he had the Turbo Graphics one and loved it. Get out your. Uh, you've got the same cart as I do for that mm-hmm. Genesis. Mm-hmm. It's on there. It's on there because that's what I played it on. It's I got, think there's uh, one on that Turbo Graphics Mini too. Uh, if it if there's one, it's going to be the original because it only that was an arcade release, and I think it saw a um, console release on the Turbo Graphics 16. So it still but, holds up. Oh yeah, Spider that's a good House. game, man. That's a good is it game. Two player? I, I don't think so. Uh-uh. It might, it might be, but I don't. I played it alone, and right. I don't recall it ever being two player. Uh, Splatter House for Genesis. Splatter House Two. Splatter House Two. That's it. Was a good game, and I'll probably continue with that. I'll pull some other games here and there. Do some more like Halloween themed as the month goes on. Uh, and then other than that, the, the game I've been playing the most this week is Super Mario Bros. 35. <laughs> There's 35 of the bros. Ooh, it's a good-ass game. Y'all need you to like get it. You like it? Have you oh, won yet? I have gotten second place twice. Uh, I am, like, rank... or You level up. Yeah, you level up. So I'm, like, level okay. 37. Uh, and... Gosh, it's it's fun. It's um, so every enemy you defeat goes to somebody else, and you can choose to send them to your uh, the people that are attacking you to a random to the person with the lowest time. What do you um, say? Usually to my attackers. I'm like, hey, you gonna attack me? And it's crazy to 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 be able to see it because it'll highlight everybody that is attacking you. And there's been times I've I've got like six people attacking me at once. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be some bullshit. Because <laughs> there's there's it's You're always like, it it's always Koopas, it's always Goombas. But then you get the occasional uh, thing where you just get screwed because uh, especially if if that many people are targeting you or at least a couple are targeting you, mm. you have that chance of them sending a Bowser because they defeat a Bowser, it'll show up on your screen. Ah. and there's been times where I'm like, I'm trying to platform and go, and then there's there's a Bowser on a pipe, and there's a Bowser behind the pipe, and they're both just standing there bouncing Garbage. and shooting fire. I'm like, oh, I'm screwed. I'm screwed. So is it and is it, it one-to-one? Like, if you beat one, does everybody get one, or does it go to one particular person? If um, if you're targeting... You've got it set. Yeah, it, it depends on how you've got it set. If you've got multiple attackers, it will send it to both. Okay. Um, you've also got, uh, it goes with a coin system. So it's, it's based on coins and time. Uh, 
So if you've you can spend the coins because you accumulate coins every time you do a run, uh, you uh, accumulate an overall amount of coins. You can spend that amount to give you a boost in the beginning. So you can start the game regular Mario. You can start with a regular mushroom, a superstar, uh, or the uh, fire flower. And so as you go through, if you're already fire flower Mario, you hit the um, the block to get the power up. You grab the power up. That's an instant. I think it's like 15 seconds added to your time. Nice. And every every I enemy. Play this. Oh yeah, every enemy I never depending the Tetris on. Tetris one either. I didn't play the Tetris. Um, my son's played uh, Tetris 99. He seems to like it. We've both been going back and forth um, <laughs> with with this one, uh, and we're we're loving it. Uh, I don't think he's ever gotten up to to second place. I've gotten up to second place, and it is it's so nerve wracking. And you can because you can. What's I mean, coming at you in second? What does it oh, look like? What does the screen look like? It's just it's just crazy. And I mean, you can see the other little person. Um, but the the amount of coins you collect in the level, uh, if you get a one up, boom, that's twenty coins. It's not like an extra life. Um, but for every twenty coins, you get like a randomizer in the corner. So say you're just leveled up Mario, you get hit, you get shrunk, you can hit that randomizer and you have a uh, a chance of getting either a uh, POW block and it'll just eliminate every enemy on the screen immediately. Like just on your screen? And yes. sends them to whoever? Okay. Yeah. It will, uh, you can get the mushroom, you can get fire flower, you can get uh, a star. So it's it's just completely random, but it's it's nice to be able to, to run through your levels and what I wind up doing is I'll usually go through one one, and it's semi-random where it sends you. Uh, but I'll usually go through one one, and then once it sends me to one two, if it sends me to one two, I go through and try to go through the warp pipes at the end. Okay. And hopefully so the maps the... are laid out like regular Super Mario oh, Bros. It's exactly okay. it's exactly that. Yeah, but I think the warp pipes are like one, two, one, three, one, four. It doesn't skip you like to world. Uh, no, the the warp pipes are, are randomized as well. So I'll go down there, oh, okay. and if if I see one uh, two again, I'll jump in it, and I'll just do an, that level over and over if I can. Is there an advantage to doing that? Like, what is the purpose of going to that? Is it just an easier map to avoid enemies on? Yeah, I'll usually just try and stay on an easier level at the beginning to rack up a lot of a lot of coins yeah. to where if I start getting screwed with at the beginning or at toward the end, I can just hit that randomizer to, to, you know, get the star or, or whatever. Um, can you go to one, two and get up on top, like up on top of the, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, you can, can you just stand there? You can, but I mean, like I said, the, the amount of time you, you have is always going down and the, the cap of time is like 400 seconds. You can't go past 400 seconds once you've done that. And it's going to so go you down. Won't, you won't earn any points by hiding from all the enemies. And then no. And then you'll run out of time and the game will still be going. Yeah. Okay. You have and to, you have to play to accumulate points. There's some people that will get a decent amount of time and just kind of sit in one place for a while, just kind of biding time. Yeah. But you, you can't do that for very long, especially once it gets down to, um, five people it speeds up 
the game completely speeds up. It's just it's just like you know when you have <laughs> not much time left in Mario. So your time goes faster. Everything. So and it's, you come in second twice. What uh, were your two losses? How did you lose? Just just some bullshit. Like I told you, whether whether it be Bowser's or because uh, uh, it's it's crazy. Bowser's like stuck in the geometry. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> horrible. Either either that or you get the little um, spike shelled dudes, or or you get sent a bunch Spinies. of Lakitu, and they're throwing oh, them everywhere, dropping shit on you. And, <laughs> or it, and it's and it's crazy to be in one dash one and you're running and people have sent you bloopers or little cheap cheeps and you're uh-huh. seeing them like this is one one and I, there's no cheap cheeps what is this level yeah so it's 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 a great experience it's a it's a great uh great fun game to play. play before it goes away right yeah and if you've got nintendo online definitely get it now because it will go away unfortunately hopefully not stay gone forever uh but you talk about great level design. Nothing, nothing as is, is as great and straightforward as original Mario. Mario Brothers is great. It's good stuff. But those, uh, those were my games played. That's those are the main things I've been doing this All week. Right, Cesar, hour Cesar. and a half. Bring us home. Yeah, mine's easy, man. I, <laughs> I saw that platinum. Tell us about that platinum. So, uh, like, like I always say every week, I'm back to my bullshit. So. I absolutely only played visual novels this week. So, <laughs> this checks out. It seems right, right? We're not so, worried about you. Which will my segment will be pretty short. That's why I wanted to go last because you know you can only talk so much about visual novels. But um, I, I, <laughs> 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 but uh, outside of that, as uh, Richard pointed out, I did platinum um, thirteen Sentinels uh, Aegis Rim. Uh, it's a good fucking game, man. That's it's probably it's up there for me this year. It, it's I don't know if it beats Final Fantasy VII as my game of the year, but it's fucking close. It's up it's, there. Uh, wow. It's it's up. It's very good, man. It's very sci-fi-ish. It's uh, it's like a love letter to the '80s because I can finally like, digest the story. And it's like uh, there are some like Matrix s moments in there. So I mean, not to go too deep tells into the the story. You you play these uh, teenagers um, stuck in 1985, like I mentioned in a previous time. Um, I think last week's podcast, but um, you you go to learn that there's different time periods that they come from. Like there's 1945 and right around uh, the end of the Pacific War for Japan, and uh, there's uh, 2021, and then there's 2065, and so there's these group of kids, and there's like maybe they're teenagers, and there's maybe one or two of them from come from these different time periods, and they all gathered for this like final battle in 1985 to do this uh, battle for survival. Um, and as you go through the story, it, it, it's not everything is what it seems to be. Um, you, uh, It kind of jumps around a lot, and it's very confusing, but as it goes through, it, it, there's a way, whoever wrote the story, I can see probably, it's the reason why this game took so long, because the story was very well constructed. Um, and a nothing's lot of dialogue. Good, a lot of dialogue, but nothing's what it seemed. And it's, it's very interesting, and it pulls you along, and like I said, you... You unlock characters and get their backstories, and there's 13 of them, and they're all kind of broken up at different periods throughout the story. And then it's like you'll you'll see shit happens where somebody may be killed, and then you won't get an explanation t- until you see that other character story arc where it'll kind of visit it later on. Because there's different stories that are locked at different junctures where you have to complete a character's 
episode to get unlock this other characters and the remaining part of his story. And then there's uh, yeah. some of this tied to the battles. And so, I mean, I won't go into too much details, but it, it's it's good. I, I, if you get to play it, I say go for it, and especially if you enjoy story based stuff. It is very sci fi ish. Um, yeah, so, as, so you mentioned the Matrix for viewers, listeners like me who are very familiar with the Matrix, but not with this game. What would be what would be a common theme or thread that that reminded you of the Matrix? Not everything is what it seems. Uh, you got to remember the Matrix. They were in these pods and they were going into another world, and they were never in that world. Uh, yeah, that's they were batteries. A big thing that's visited in this game as well. Okay. Um, the reason why they're in the pods is completely different, though. There's a reason why they're in there. They're not so, batteries. I'll just leave it at that. I mean, I can, being, I can I can develop. Being milked. <laughs> what All right. Sounds funny. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down. You know no, what? no, we we don't have to. It's fine. I know that I know, that's a super popular game right now. I know it's on a lot of people's list. We're gonna do it like Giant Bomb. Just skip the next couple sec, uh, couple minutes here, and if you don't want anything ruined. So, uh, <laughs> outside of that, and because I like talking about stuff like this, and it's it's, yeah. it's rough, but I'll, I'll just throw a quick disclaimer. Just you know, just kind of fast forward through this. If it's something you want to play, I do recommend it. But essentially, you find out that these are these thirteen kids were. It doesn't actually take place in the past. So humanity dies in twenty one eighty eight, and um, it's the creation of uh, artificial intelligence and so the last of humanity sent through space and what they're doing is trying to set up a colony so they set up these five sectors with different periods of time which uh like like i said before 1945 2025 1985 and so what they do is they take these 15 people that are still alive from humanity humanity's died off so they cloned them and put them in these life pods and so they use these sectors as simulations to kind of teach these people how to live life, interact, socially interact with people, how to to just live. And whoever wins out of these sectors, they implant that those their memories into those bodies. Nice. And so they take over. So it's like they're they're thinking is a, a theme for survival. But what's crazy was uh, Sukasa Okino took a shortcut, and he was a very brilliant dude, but he was very sloppy in his programming. So instead of coming out with a program and clean uh, from scratch, he's like, I'm just gonna copy this video game. It's like Space Invaders. So he said, it's a basis, but it'll be fine. So that's why you have all these kaiju invading, because it's like space invaders. They're trying to get to the center of the, the of that sector, because there's mm-hmm. a like a saucer that controls it called Universal Control that controls all the AI and everything, and they want to destroy Universal Control. So it's like... <laughs> he, so, so the guy fucks up and creates this game, and it takes it literally. It, so that's why they create these sentinels to fight these kaiju that are coming down to destroy Universal Control. And so um, the whole thing is like they have these characters who looped before. So what happens is that they do a full loop when all five sectors are destroyed. They start the process all over again. And so um, so you have people who survive the loop. With new went, with new pod people? No. The, see, the problem is the pods, they grow up until they're age 18. So you only have them until they're 18 before they die out. So like they've been doing this loop twice for these years. So they have something called Sector Zero, which is not an actual sector, where they copy people's memories. And so you have people who, who've actually already died but they're still alive in the simulation. And so what she, like some of them are like, it, it gets weird because like some of these people who yeah. were like the professors and all that who died originally in 2088 put a back door into programming where they took their original memories and trying to transplant it on their clone bodies so they can continue to live. So like they're taking over people's wills and everything like that. So like they they have all these back plans and stuff like that. It, it's, it's pretty intense. It goes all over the place. It's very good. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it. 
Yeah. Holy shit. And so it, it comes at you so fast and at first, but it's like it, it's not so much where it pushes you away, where it's like I can't do this and overwhelms you. It's enough to kind of pull you in and like okay. And you 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 start seeing people who are villains in this in this world, and some of them are not. Some people figured it out. Like they got they got a prisoner called four two six that is called four two six who they think he's trying to go around and murder everybody, but he mm. knows he's like he's telling them like, you got to play the game, baby. He already knows the whole thing's a game, so you got to play the game to survive. I'm just trying to help him stack the deck on y'all's favor. So uh. it's like, you think he's a bad guy because he's doing what he needs to do, but he's actually the good guy the whole time. So like you see stuff like that, and it's all woven together and it's done very well. Um, outside of the RTS parts, sounds RTS, great. <laughs> the RTS parts, and that, that's only a fraction. There's there's more on. I didn't give you everything. That's the majority of it. But there's so much character interaction between these thirteen characters. It, it's it, there's a it, there's a lot in there. And so uh, like the 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 defense game part is not that bad. It's like uh, you, the first thing I did was build up the terminal where you can get your what they call meta chips to upgrade. So it's funny because like they knew it was a video game, so they hacked the system so they give themselves metal chips so they can upgrade their sentinel so they can survive the, the invasion. So you can upgrade your terminal and then max out your meta, uh, meta chips. And then from there, you can quickly upgrade all your attributes to the game. So at the beginning, it's kind of difficult to do their, the tower defense part. But as you get chips and you upgrade your characters, because you'll get like 200,000 after a battle. So as long as if you, like I mentioned before, you get a brain overload if you use your character too many times. But if you don't reset the characters, you uh, get more chips. You get like a, a, multiplier, a multiplier. So I was at like times 30. So I was getting like, like two million chips. So I was able to level up my characters pretty quickly. And by then I was like in God mode when I was going through those battles. It's like at, at certain points I was defeating the enemies in 10 seconds. It was like, it was nothing. So, I mean, you can increase the difficulty on that. So I think I did it on normal. There's one for story mode. If you don't want to get too hampered down by that story, right. by that, that whole battle stuff. And then there's a harder mode. So once you complete the game, you get the, the full story. You, you unlock a additional tower, uh, like tower defense levels that you, if you want to go back and go through, if you enjoy that aspect of the game. But yeah, that's kind of like uh, kind of like Catherine, where it'll let you do the building block part if you mm-hmm. really dug that. Okay, I got you. And that continue makes on with like harder, harder levels. Right. So yeah, that, that's pretty much everything in a nutshell. So I mean, I, there's a lot of left out on there, but the way that story is willingly told, and it's a love letter to the '80s, man. It's straight through there. They, they got a they got to throw out the Terminator. They got androids in there showing up, and it's like they call it exterminator in there. They have their own thing. They have a throw out to ET. <laughs> the exterminator. <laughs> uh, they have a throw out to ET. Um, you know, like one of the girls in there found a robot, and it, and it looks like ET. They put it. She carries it around in her purse, and it's got the little blanket over, it and it looks like ET and everything. There's there's awesome. nice subtle 1980. It's like a love letter to the 80s, even with like even the Japanese 80s, because there's a big in the Japanese idol singer. There's like an idol singer that helps you through there. So. It man, it's a good ass fucking game, man. I, it's it's very close to my game of the year. It may end up being out there because I there's I still think about it, and as I've been in, it's almost been a week. I'm still thinking about it. There's still stuff I I I, I kind of like deep dive, and there's little subtle hints in there that you catch on. Like, oh, okay, you know, there's one character, and I thought that was real, and it turns out they were part of the simulation the whole time. It's like you never know with that game, man. So, and they never had a body. It sounds to different. Come. It sounds they like nothing else out there. Yeah, they never had a body to come to. They were just part of that simulation to help those 15 people grow. And so it's like, it, it, some of it was bittersweet at the very end of it, man. There's some characters you got attached to that were never meant to live. So, but um, yeah, I finished that game and I think it took me about 40 hours. It was about a 40 hour game. Uh, it's, it's pretty damn good, though. Um, after that, I, for whatever reason, I know the robotic notes is coming out and that's part of that science adventure uh, series. 
And so before I get to that, that, that just came out Tuesday and I've, I've gotten my copies in there. So I what went back it? and uh, robotic notes. It's our visual novel. So there's a, there's a, there's a universe called the science, like the science adventure uh, series. It's what I think it was called. So it all starts with Steins Gate. So uh, that's why I went back to Steins Gate Elite. So you have Steins Gate, you have Chaos Head, you, and then you have robotic notes, and they all take place throughout a certain period. Breaking up on us. Yeah, I think you're the only one that's frozen on my screen. Yeah. Yeah. It was just me? Yeah, it was yeah. just you. I, uh, see me my, me. I see my my frame. Me and Brand were just staring at each like, other. Dive out. <laughs> okay. That, yeah, we're good. That was, a, that was a blip on my internet. Sorry. You're good. Um, so, like, uh, essentially, it's like the, I think Steins Gate takes place in 2010. So, uh, I'm, I'm 40 hours into this game now. I'm, I'm playing it uh, when I take breaks at work here, and they're like 10, 15-minute intervals. Uh, which, don't get me wrong, 13 cent, I forgot to mention, is good on that. So, if you ever feel like you only have time to sit there for, like, 20 minutes, each character chapter is about 20 minutes. So, you can play for 20 minutes, and then, all right, I'll go do something else and come back. But, um this one, uh, this one's pretty good, and Brent, you would like this one, man. You would like this a lot. There's a, if you, if you, uh, meet, I know you like ReZero. The yeah. people who, people who made ReZero before that, the anime was uh, Steins Gate, and there's some similarities in there. So you start out as a, I mentioned before in a previous podcast, you start out as a Honen Kuma, which is like a mad scientist, but you, you know his real name is Akabe Rintaro later on. And there's a reason why he's that way. They kind of go into details. I won't go into it, so I'll let everybody play. It. Let everybody play it. So they have a way to send messages into the past, which they call a D-mail, which is a pun on words because <laughs> instead of email, it's D-mail. Yeah. So um, that was their way of explaining it. Um, so they he so they run these scientific tests in this group, and so they they don't know what their there's a lifter that kind of uses that. So it does. It, it creates like these mini black holes in this tiny little microwave, and it uses an electron gun lifter, which you would enjoy, Richard, because the lifter in that story was a 42 inch CRT downstairs. They found out yes. later on. They had to turn on. Oh, yes. They had to turn on the CRT to get the electrons flooded into the time machine. Yes, save so, the CRTs. Uh, We're gonna need them. Yeah, and there's a guy who owns the CRT shop down there, and they call him Mr. Braun after a Braun tube. But uh, yes. Uh, outside of that, they uh, they experimented with these D mails. And they changed, uh, and I mentioned this before with the first one, they changed the world line. And um, the main character has the ability to, they call um, uh, divergence, I believe it's where he, he, nobody can really measure it. Whereas you go back and change time, it, it reconfigures the past where nobody notices it. So he, for whatever reason, has a power that he can, he knows, he remember he has, a pre, he pertains his previous memories from the previous world line. So he, he everybody else forgets. They are. They see everything as normal. He's he's like, okay, what happened here? What happened here? He's he's confused and trying to process everything. So he goes through it, and they run all these experiments on D-mails, and he just like he gets randomly gets people. Like there's one where he sent the lotto numbers. And I brought mentioned this before. He sent the lotto numbers to himself, and then they he he, he was able to win not the whole lottery because somebody screwed up on the last number, but they knew it worked then. And so there was another person where she sent like a another D-mail to herself where. Don't buy the latest phone. And there was one where he, when he was running these experiments, and he started running to stuff he couldn't control. So like, there's a girl named Ferris, and she's um, she's like a maid, a cafe maid type person. She works in the cafe. She sent a email to her past, which ended up saving her father, and it completely changed Aki Hiraba. Like like her father was was dead in their timeline, but she was the one that that built up Aki Hiraba. She was the one that made the Moe culture. When her dad came back alive, they changed it to a regular electronics district, and it would never became that. So he starts seeing these changes, 
And then it all led to his childhood friend getting uh, killed. And then um, no matter how many times he leapt back, and it was kind of like ReZero, they found a way for him to leap back. So they came up with a they, – they upgraded the machine, and they called it a memory leap. And so they found out they can leap back in time 48 hours because they take the memories from his head and transplant it to his body 40 hours previously. So he remembers everything. He has the ability to remember that. So he's trying to save his childhood friend, and there's nothing he can do to save her. So he like every t- he, at the same time every day they come in, she dies. She either gets shot, she'll randomly just drop dead. No matter what, it's like the universe wants her dead. So he figures out from the time travel who came from the the, the future who's trying to save the past. So um, she kind of explains the whole theory of time travel and how it actually works. That all these worlds have different strands that lead to a convergence point. So they have a alpha, beta, gamma. There's different strings, but the the convergence point is that her, his friend dies. So he's trying to apparently the safer he has to do a divergence where he is one percent where you change enough in your environment that it throws you to another convergence point. That way he can save her. So it's like he sat there and literally saw her murder like 12 times. And it's like he's just going back and he's trying to find different ways to do it. And it's like it doesn't matter. She dies. So he, for whatever reason, fate wants her dead. So he figures out, OK. And he gets mad at himself because he used to be like he used to pretend he was like this mad scientist, like he's still in grade school and all that stuff like that. He starts like maturing up very quickly because he's like he's looking like, all right, he's he's beating himself up. It's like I fucked around and had all these people send these emails, change all this time periods. Something changed. He needs this IB. They call it an IBM computer, but it's a, it's a play on IBM. So <laughs> Ser- Saren is this organization who controls time in 2036. So apparently the first email he ever sent to himself with uh, one of the characters that actually died. Saren picked up on it, and that's how what changed the whole world line. So for him to, to delete that email, he needs that computer because it has a machine language that it can only speak to in 1975. It's like a coding that nobody uses anymore. So Saren goes around and buys every copy of that machine so they can monopolize it so nobody can break their database. Uh, so he figures out if I get the machine, I can delete the code. I can save the timeline. The Enigma machine. Right. <laughs> so um, the problem is he had the machine, but one of the emails fucked up and he lost it. So he's going back and reversing emails, like he's reversing these emails that change the world lines to figure out when did he lose the machine. Like nobody remembers when he has it, but he remembers. And he's like slowly creeping back, like okay, I got it back to the shrine, but somebody broke in and stole it now. And so now I'm at the point now where he found out that the person he's running working for Saren was one of his friends. Uh, she was the one that actually murdered her in the first time, like murdered his uh, childhood friend, uh, Moeka murdered Marie. But um, he's almost he's so close. He's got one more email. He's got a figure out so he can kind of get to to divergence and, and totally try to redo the the world lines so that's where i'm at right now so i mean it's kind of like re-zero where he's like I, there's some there's some story something in there that just breaks my heart kind of like how re-zero was where like no matter what he did and it's like he tried everything it's like it, it still fucks up in his eyes it's like there's no it's like yeah. how do you how do you not give up it's like he's like he's sitting there he just sees his childhood friend constantly murdered and it's like it's to the point where he's almost numb he's i'm at the he's at the point now he's numb it's like she she died again. He's like, I don't feel anything. But he's still going back and, and still trying Damn. to do it. Because he's seen it so many times, it's like it's second nature. It's dark. And, it, and so it killed him the second time because he got uh, one of the lab members like, hey, just stay with her. Because like, he's one of the other lab members that's brilliant like him. So like he'll, he'll get her up to speed like, hey, I just time leaped because she's the one who created the machine. This is what happened. She's going to die. I need your help. And she instantly believes him. She's like, okay. She doesn't know what's going on. She he has to get her up to speed every time. It's like the it's uh, the Doc Brown effect. Yeah, and she believes Ronald me Reagan. instantly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so it's like, and she's trying to help him out as it goes through. And he has to. He's like, and I explain the story again for the fifteenth time. 
And I think he had her follow her the last one when she just witnessed her die and she just like called and freaked out. And he's like, I'm sorry I did this. He's like, he said, I can't do it anymore. He's like, because he, he's like, I, he needed to find out she was still going to die. Every time he changes the, the emails, she would live for another 24 hours, but she would still die the next day. So the, they're at the point now where nobody murders her. She just drops dead for no reason. Like right at that time, she's supposed to drop at 6.30, 7 a.m. The universe just kills her. She just stops breathing and drops over. That's so dope. it's like, so that's where I'm at now. So he's still trying to get to the his original world line where she never died. So he's like, he's this close, but somebody, he found out who took the machine, but somebody's controlling something behind the scenes. So he there's an aspect he can't control now. And so he's trying to figure out like, all right, how the how the fuck am I supposed to get past this part? You know, but it's like, it's a lot of, a lot of like re-zero in there. A lot of like time-based stuff, troubleshooting. Like he's like, okay, I fucked up. I'm just going to go back in time. And he's done it so many times. And like the girl's like, she's like, are you okay? He's like, they never tested this. He's the only person that's time traveled. Mm-hmm. But he's used it like a half a dozen times. He's used it like 12 or 13 times on his own brain. He doesn't know the permanent damage he's doing to himself. So he, he's just going in because they never tested it. So sounds like some umbrella Academy in there too. Mm-hmm. So like they call they call it the science adventure uh, series because uh, one of the characters in there, Daru, he's a he's a main character in this game. He's in Robotic Notes, which takes place nine years after Steins Gate. So the time traveler in that game that came from the future in this one in Steins Gate actually turned out to be his daughter from 2020 or 2036. So he, he she throws some hints at him like you won't he doesn't meet his wife until right right around Robotic Notes comes out. So this is what I'm kind of interested in because I kind of get to see what his wife is because they create that character that ends up showing up, shows up later in Steins Gate. So. What's the name of this one again? Uh, Steins Gate, the one I'm playing now. This is Steins Gate. Yeah, Steins Gate, yeah. This is the one that kind of like started all. So, But it, yeah, it's good as hell, man. Brand, if you, even if you don't play it, and I know visual novels is not your thing, this is pretty much copy-paste from the anime. So like they did the vis- original visual novel and then they did the anime based off the visual novel. This one I'm playing Elite is just the... The anime cutscenes, and they just put it to the visual novel story. So what I'm, I think you've you, told me that about Steins Gate. You can just watch the anime and get everything I'm getting. So, hmm. and the anime is made by the same ReZero team. So, sweet. Yep, that's everything. That's uh, that's what I'm currently playing right now. I should finish up the Steins Gate soon. I think I got like four endings. I'm still going on the the Mayuri ending where I'm trying to save her. So, and I think there's only like six endings because I think the way they do the endings is like every time I stop a email, you have a choice. You can either stop the email from sending. Or you can live in that that timeline, and if you've been living that timeline, it ends. So it's like you get that ending. Some of them are dark. Some of them where he he did it, like the girl from the future. He like he was stuck. He couldn't save both of them. Like she went to the past and she died because she her mission failed and she never found the the IBM computer because she they they try to send her her time machine was one way. She didn't have a full time machine, so she can only go back to the past. So she was stuck no matter where she went to. So she, originally she went to 1975. Couldn't get the, the IBM machine because she hit her head and forgot everything until the last year of her life. <laughs> and by then it was it, by then it was too late. She couldn't find it, and she ended up killing herself. And so they wrote, ended up writing. She read, wrote this letter like she said, "I failed, I failed, I failed, I failed." And they found out what happened to her. And he's like, "I can't do this." So he he time leaped, and he he got into a, and her ending was he was stuck in an endless loop because he couldn't figure out to save both of them. So he couldn't figure out to save it. the girl from the future, and he couldn't figure out to save his childhood friend. So he was repeating the same two days over and over again. To the point where he started to lose his soul and his humanity. He's like, I don't care anymore. He, he wanted something like to happen to, to make it stop. So that was one of the endings in there. So like, some of the endings are dark. Damn. I'm not sure how the endings will play out in the anime because there's only one true route. I'm assuming the true route is the one they're going to show you in the anime versus it branching off and showing the different endings. I don't know. I haven't seen the anime yet, but because um, I know there's an anime and there's a movie. 
So, and then they did a Science Gate Zero, which is a sequel to this, which uh, doesn't I don't think has anything to do with uh, time travel. I think the big thing on this is artificial intelligence. That's what they tackle on that one. But yeah, yeah, that's everything I play, man. That is, it's a good ass fucking game, man. I'm, I'm stuck <laughs> right now. So. I just went through a whirlwind. I feel like I'm tired and sad. Man, it's 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 rough, man. That that I don't think I felt this bad since I when I when I went through ReZero the first time, and that's like there there's some of those bits in there where it just is emotionally draining. Like, <clears throat> wait till you uh, start with the bullshit with season two, brother. I don't. I see some people kind of were hitting at stuff <sighs> on Twitter, and I just I was like, nope. I wait till it's all done. I can't. No. I can't do this. Uh, yeah, I wait until next year. I'm not gonna say sh- anything to you about it. It's just it. It's a lot sometimes. It's it's rough, man. It's like some people just never have any luck, man. I don't get it, but whatever. It's not, that's why I love Kone Suba. <laughs> it's and somebody hit somebody on Twitter had uh, described it perfectly. They said it's like a it's an anime version of it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> and that's what it reminds me of. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay, yeah. I've got to watch it. That's it's, why I needed uh, some Final Fantasy Nine and Sly Cooper in my life. Oh God! God bless Konosuba, man. It's like I always tell you guys, and you guys will give me dirty looks, but it's funny. It's like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Funny. It's like, the, I mean, Darkness is a character who gets off on it, like getting uh, getting attacked, and he's sitting there looking at us like, it's like he's like he's 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 in his own head like she's getting off on this, isn't she? <laughs> she's like this girl is crazy, and she's trying to join his team. It's like no, I don't want you on my team. I already have too many problems people people on my team. You're crazy, and it's like she throws herself out there to like to get attacked, and she's like you're just gonna kidnap me and have your way with me and the guy's like what i'm not gonna do that at all it's like the villains are in there getting thrown off so <laughs> like that never never entered my mind and he's like he just Konosuba. yeah Konosuba's good stuff man it's like no matter what that that guy didn't have a good life and when he was on earth he's having a fucked up life even more now than that uh <laughs> that sekai type world now oh god that fucking show that was it was bad enough where he died twice and he was like nope fuck y'all i'm gonna go back and get reborn on earth because like uh when he died the second time Ares was like yeah you can get reborn in japan and for your inconvenience, I can put you anywhere you want. So he's like, I can get born to a rich family and get a girlfriend. She's like, yeah, I can do it. It's like, fuck you guys. I'm not coming back. He's like, <laughs> like y'all, too much trouble. Living the dream. <laughs> but yeah, he ended up coming back because I think the, one of the characters that was, was drawing stuff on his body. He's like, what are you doing? No. It's like, no, send me back. Send me back. And I think it ended up, he went to take a bath. And it's like, she ended up drawing an arrow down on here. She's like, my holy sword Excalibur. And he's like, where the fuck is she? And he's like, and he's just pointing down to his crotch. <laughs> what is even happening? Yeah, it's good shit, man. It's it's like a I think that's the best way to describe it. it's always sunny in Philadelphia an anime type version. <laughs> but it's like a sec high version of it. Yeah. Good analogy. All right, you guys got anything else you want to add? We're almost Absolutely. at two hours. Let's get the hell Absolutely out of here. Not. Yeah. This is why I don't talk about visual novels, man. <laughs> he gets going. He's geared up. You won't be able to sleep now, you'll be playing. I'm I've been playing till one to two in the morning every night so far. I'm almost done with signs again. I'm I'm on the last fucking world line. I'm gonna finish it tonight. I'm I'm plowing through. That's all I can think about right now. All right, guys, you can catch this podcast on your favorite RSS feed aggregator. Uh, Please leave us five-star reviews on iTunes. We're going to be on YouTube and Twitch every Wednesday night. Uh, The video will be up live, I guess, right after this. And apparently when I start streaming, it puts everything beforehand. So you'll see all of our preamble, all of our bullshit before we actually get started, which uh, is usually some pretty good content. So I think today was no exception. So... Uh, Y'all got anything else to add last minute? No. All right. Thank you guys for joining us this week, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Adios. See you.